Hey guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic, episode two of Good Friday. I told you I was going to make it a great Friday for you guys. So this is part two of the chat. Basically, the episode that I did before was just way too long for one episode. So I thought I'll split it up. It's just easier when you're going through the episode and for people to go back and listen to things. It gets a bit tedious when it's too long and hard to find things. So I've just split it up for that reason. So let's get straight into it. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So we confirm or deny. At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. At the very start of this season, I revealed on this podcast that Jake Edwards had cheated on his ex-fiance Paige just six weeks before their wedding. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already and if you want all of the scandalous details about his first failed marriage. Now, whilst Jake has claimed that he only cheated on Paige once and it was an honest mistake and he's not that kind of guy anymore, turns out this is allegedly not exactly true. One source has revealed that Jake actually cheated on Paige multiple times during their engagement and relationship, and Jake was in fact a serial cheater, something that Paige only discovered after their engagement ended. One source came forward to So Dramatic and said, Hey, I actually know Jake from Maths. He's the worst. I used to own a fashion label, and I also worked with his friend who had a jewelry label. He was recently single, so I asked his friend if he would want to be set up with one of my friends who was quite pretty. Jake then asked for a photo of this girl, and he replied saying he was too good looking for her and that he was out of her league. What a dick thing to say. Then he was dating a model we all knew back then, and apparently he was sending her nude pics when he was with his girlfriend, the long-term one, Paige. He's a total C-A-D. The second person alleges, I just listened to your podcast on Jake. All that shit you said about him does not surprise me. He was actually cheating on that girl with Paige for three months and also meeting up with another girl every few months for the past four years. A third person says, I can confirm that Jake is a dirty dog. I dated him about eight years ago and he once said while he was inside me, it's true what they say, when you know, you just know. At the time, he was working with an older woman doing a women's empowerment project. Anyway, fast forward to him being with Paige and he's trying to catch up with me again, suggesting that we could have a forever affair whilst we were both married. He sent me dick pics on Snapchat. Then I think that Paige might have seen this because he then blocked me. I've actually spoken to Paige since this and she told me that she's also received other messages from girls saying that they were with him when she was with him. Crazy that he just came out and said that he only cheated with one girl and that it was the biggest regret of his life. If I was getting those types of messages, then so were other girls. Now she's actually sent the messages and I've had a bit of a read of them and they are quite scandalous. Like he's asking her for like intimate text messages and revealing intimate details and basically like asking for nudes. This was on the 24th of November, 2019. So definitely when he was still with Paige. So I guess once a cheater, always a cheater. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Let's talk about what's coming up next week on Married at First Sight. Now, 
There is only two weeks left of this show. It is finishing early. It usually goes for about 12 weeks and this season's only eight weeks and that is due to COVID. So the season had to be condensed and shortened because basically they didn't have enough activities for the contestants to do. So it became a bit stale and a bit boring. They basically didn't have enough content. They didn't want to stretch it out and for people to lose interest. And they were restricted with what everyone could do day to day. So I guess they didn't have enough interesting content. I'm actually really enjoying this season. So I'm kind of sad that it's finishing early, but I am looking forward to having my life back and getting a decent night's sleep. So I will say that six couples last until the final vows. So we know that Booker and Brett leave this Sunday and then the rest of the couples are actually there for the final vows. So there is six. So this week we have the boys and girls nights. Then we have the final vows. And then the week after that, it's the reunion. So yeah, this season really was over quicker than Bryce's radio career. Now, exciting news. Sam and Coco are returning. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Shady's back. I have honestly waited four weeks to play that. So let me have my moment. (laughs) So yes, Slim Shady is back, ready to drop bombs, mum spaghetti. And I cannot wait for them to come back because in hindsight, they're honestly like William and Kate in comparison to the rest of this lot. Now, this will come as a shock to absolutely no one, but one contestant says that the boys' night was the Bryce show. All the drama about Bryce and his secret girlfriend kicked off yet again, and it was all about Bryce as usual. The whole damn season has been about Bryce. They said, James and Sam arrived and they were really drunk. They were talking over each other constantly and trying to start shit with Bryce. They were being really loud and annoying to everyone. Things got really heated between Bryce and Sam and they had a number of explosive arguments throughout the night. Sam was arguing with Bryce, then everyone else turned on Bryce and told him that he's an idiot for having a girl on the outside and lying about it and still denying his wrongdoings. They all told him that he looks like a total tool. Then Liam and Patrick even started having a dig at him. Patrick thrives on drama more than me. They said Jake didn't get involved too much in this one. James also tried to stick up for Bryce at one point, but things got so heated with the boys and Bryce towards the end that Bryce ends up saying, F this, I've had enough of this shit, and he walks out and goes home. Finally, some good news on this show. Unfortunately, Cam wasn't confronted about his affair with Coco because he was a no-show at the boys' night. He couldn't go because he got a new job in Queensland and couldn't get time off work. Sad face emoji for us. Now onto the girls' night. Booker was telling the girls why things have gone south with her and Brett. One contestant says, Booker explained to us all why she decided Brett wasn't for her. She said it was when she realized that he was into Japanese fetishes and into rub and tugs, allegedly. And everyone was like, shit, I don't know if you should be saying that stuff on camera. She was clearly very angry and off him by this point. Now, Samantha is the center of attention at this girl's night. She is the bearer of bad news to this episode. And... By bad news, I mean drama, which means good news for us and good news for us means bad news for Bryce. So Samantha comes to the girls' night with a loaded gun. She has proof that Bryce's secret girlfriend, Courtney, is indeed a very real person. Now, I've already proven this. I had picture proof. So Sam, it's a little bit too little, too late, but let's hear her out anyway. 
One contestant says, Melissa actually went to Canberra with Bryce during filming and she asked Bryce's friends about his secret girlfriend and they couldn't give her a straight no. They kind of looked at each other awkwardly because they were scared of what Bryce would do if they told her the truth. And then we have the girls night and Samantha from Canberra rocks up and says that it's true. And not only that, but she even has a name. Sam, bringing the receipts. I like this girl. So Samantha came in and said, I've had drinks with one of Bryce's mates who is also a friend of mine, a mutual friend. And Melissa was like, Jason? (laughs) So she's referring to Jason Roses, who was Bryce's MC at the wedding, but they have since fallen out. And Sam said, yes. Jason told Samantha that the story about Courtney is true. Bryce was seeing her during filming and mentioned something about buying her a present. Samantha relays this to the group. And Melissa was just sitting there in total shock and saying, I don't know what to believe. She got really upset. Beth comforts her and says, Melissa, whether it's true or not, don't you think that there is enough smoke to be fire? Then Melissa was so upset, she got up and went and cried in the girls' toilets for half the night. She was saying to the girls, I'm in love with Bryce. He said that there was no one and I believe him. She is just so desperate and she wants him so badly that she doesn't want anyone to be honest with her. It's a classic narcissistic codependent relationship. She's very vulnerable, codependent. She has anxious avoidant attachment and he is a narcissist. She believes everything he says. She truly thinks that they've got something special between them and that no one else sees it. And he's convinced her that it is them against the world. Every time anyone says anything against Bryce, it kind of reinforces this to her. She thinks it's just another example of people attacking us and trying to bring us down. They went on to say, Melissa is legit a case study for a codependent relationship. She's accepting the crumbs because she doesn't think she deserves the cake. She hasn't had enough experience in relationships to realize what her worth is. And that's why it's so fucking hard to watch because we're all women sitting there watching her being degraded and thinking that he's the bee's knees when he's not and she's accepting his bad behavior. They said like, who wants a guy who can't get along with people and whose parents don't even think he's that great? Even the mum told Melissa to leave. Actually, everyone did by the end of it. But then everyone was sick of telling her and they were kind of like, well, you're an adult. If you feel good about this, if this is the type of relationship you want, it's your choice. Like, we've given you the information, do with it what you want. They then said, there are arseholes out there who do have partners that love them. So maybe this is just that. But it was really hard for everyone to kind of swallow that reality for Melissa. Now, that is not the only drama Samantha was involved in that night. She comes head to head with Coco, of course. Well, almost. Samantha came in pissed off because she'd found out during the break that Coco had met up with Cam and she was ready to confront her, but Coco didn't want a bar of it. One of the contestants explains, Samantha came in guns blazing, saying that she was pissed off with Coco and upset about what she had done behind her back. She told the girls that Coco had met up with Cam. She was pissed off and ready to confront Coco. But when Coco got there, she told the girls that she had been ghosted by Cam. Samantha tried to confront Coco, but Coco wouldn't engage. She didn't want to talk about it or have an argument with Samantha, so she basically just ignored her. Producers were desperately trying to make them have a confrontation. Samantha was ready, but Coco just didn't give it to her. The tension was simmering all night at the girls' night. Then, at the reunion, there is an explosion. Warning. Oh my god. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. I hope I've made your Good Friday even greater. Guys, you know the drill. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only, of course. 
And thank you to everyone who has been leaving me reviews. I posted on Instagram thanking you because you guys have managed to bump me up from 3.5 stars to 4.5. However, after I did the thank you, the trolls saw it and it's just encouraged them to leave even more one-star reviews. So please keep doing the five-star reviews because we still have a long way to go and it's basically a never-ending battle, I swear. So please keep the good ones coming. Also, if you could please share the episode on social media or with your friends, it really does help the show, especially because I'm shadow banned on Instagram and banned on Facebook. So it is really hard for me to get the tea out to the masses at the moment. So please chip in and do your part. Guys, if you want daily gossip updates, follow me on my shadow banned Instagram account at so dramatic podcast underscore. I mean, that is when you know you're doing something right, right? <laughs> it's the same as when I get a legal letter from the networks. I know that I've done a good job. If you want sassy banter during Married at First Sight, follow me on Twitter at so dramatic pod. And don't forget to join the Facebook group, our cult that is at so dramatic podcast community and head to so dramaticmedia.com for everything else, including the merch. Don't forget to use the code 1 million at checkout for 40% off everything. That is to celebrate reaching 1 million downloads in seven months. Woo! And most importantly, please keep sending in your tips and receipts. We have two weeks to go. We need to finish the season off with a bang. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. I will be back in your ears on Tuesday morning at 5am with another explosive interview. I'll give you guys a little teaser. I have another ex-girlfriend of a contestant coming on the show to detonate some explosives. I'm leaving no stone unturned when it comes to ex-girlfriends. Oh, and I hope you all have a lovely long Easter weekend with your families. And I hope the Easter Bunny spoils you all. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. Oh my God. Oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.